Hey friends, welcome to The Commute, where we relive all things TV and film. On this week's episode, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas movies. Jacob Bell's Ruben Smells, Adam Laid an Egg. I was going <laughs> to sing that, but since you sung something else, you saved me. Mild <laughs> Mate, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. It's around the corner. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, what's got? What's Santa got under your tree? Mate, nothing for me, just gifts for the kid. That's about it. Santa, is that, was that what happens? Once yeah. you have a kid, everything, it's all gifts for the kids. Yeah. And what then happens the kid is, gets yeah. older and the kid gets you gifts that you pay for. Apparently. Underwear and pajamas. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I thought I knew what the episode was going to be about. Uh you said something about our favorite movie. Um I'd love to just cut to it. It's 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 Christmas time. I may have watched a couple of Christmas movies the last couple of days, ready to watch a lot more, but do tell Rubes, what is our favorite Christmas movie? It's the incomparable. Probably should have won an Oscar. It's probably oh, no. it's probably more it's probably more political, and that they don't give Oscars to Christmas movies. But uh, the Schwarzenegger Parnell Sinbad classic, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> you the watched Turbo it recently. I watched it recently. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. It's yeah. actually a really good Christmas film because. It's cringy as shit, but it's actually really, like, it's got all the Christmas tropes that you want. Like what? Just like, it's got a lot of Christmas songs in it. It's snowing. It's in, like, the Midwest of America, and yeah, it just like looks Minnesota very- or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It looks very Christmassy. Like, it's, it's just, it's on the screen all the time. Mm. And it's got Arnold, Sinbad, the cute kid who turns out to be Anakin Skywalker when he was younger. Uh, you told me this when we were watching. I never clicked that, that he was, uh, he's young Anakin Skywalker. My favorite, actually, now re-watching it the other day with you, I know we watched the first half of it together. Shit, what's the guy's name? He plays like Kent Brockman and- uh, Chris sports. Parnell. Chris oh, no, sorry, sorry, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, Phil Hartman. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, Mate, he's he's a he's a sly dog. Like he was funny in that. Like just the like the neighbor trying to crack on with the wife, the sleazy neighbor. But you hear him talk, and all he's like, you just hear the Simpsons voice. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's royalty, right? Uh, yeah. SNL alum and all that. Um, rest yeah, in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. But he he is he's brilliant in this movie as well. Um, I just think, I mean, for those of you who haven't watched it, what are you doing? Uh, but I love that the movie basically follows one a standard movie, a Christmas movie trope, where the dad's forgotten to buy the kid his favorite toy and spends the rest of the movie trying to buy the toy, uh, only to find out that his kid wanted his dad all along. So, I'm going to have to like bring the record player to a screeching halt here, Ruben. I wanted to give you a few minutes. Um, I unfortunately had a different feeling when we turned it off halfway through the other day when you had to go home. I wasn't feeling it for some reason. Like really? I was laughing at some of the jokes. I was enjoying the Phil Hartman. You got to love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I got to hear him say Turbo Man a few times. 
But something about the old trope of the missing in action dad just, I don't know. I was like, is it? Is hey, this it was 1996, well? all right? A lot of dads were missing in action. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, it was part documentary. Um, but like, it's so played out that I was like, is that why? Or was I just in a not a good mood? I don't, I couldn't figure it out, right? Um, He's also so a you- mattress salesman in the busiest time of the year. Cut the guy <laughs> some slack. <laughs> you know, we talked about the other day um, that episode of Rick and Morty where they go to Blitz and Chits and they play that video game, <laughs> Roy, where they get yeah. to life with Roy. And Morty goes in and he has his game and he dies or whatever. And and Rick's like, Jesus, Morty, you beat cancer and you went back to the carpet store. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that he's decided when he made this movie that he was going to be the, he's not an absentee dad, but he's just a forgetful dad, but he's not out there being like a womanizer. He's Mm. he's out there trying to make that last sale on Christmas Eve or whatever on the day before Christmas. Because he's working hard. Because he's working hard to sell mattresses. Yeah. Look, I didn't mind it. Like I happily would have watched the whole thing. I like it, but I after the movie that I watched today and some thought prepping for this episode, I don't think I can give it my best favorite. So, I don't you said, s- so I've come in here pretty hot with Jingle All The Ways, one of the best Christmas movies slash one of the best movies, mm-hmm. and you've just completely shit on it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry. Uh, I know we're supposed can to be I, uniform. Can I just hit you some here. facts, though? So the movie cost <laughs> $75 million to make. Okay, right? here we go. Can cost $75 million to make. Uh, the guy who made it is the same guy who then went on to make all the Harry Potter movies. Okay. Uh, it took in about $130 million at the box office. So they made their money back and some, mm-hmm. uh, which probably is in the long line of Schwarzenegger probably hasn't really got a lot of financial flops. He's got a probably like a lot of flops critically, but he has, probably doesn't have a lot of financial flops in the box office. Yeah. Um, the... Schwarzenegger wouldn't have made this movie. The only reason he made it was he was signed on with Chris Columbus to do Planet of the Apes. And they, in 1995, and they had redone the script so many times that Chris Columbus walked off, didn't want to do it anymore, and took Schwarzenegger with him. That movie then gets rewritten and goes on to be the Planet of the Apes that Mark Wahlberg is in. Huh. In 2001. Right. Yeah. Bit of Hollywood history there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Sinbad in this movie basically uh, improvs all of his lines. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. He improvs. I like, I, like, I like when you find that stuff out, like, after the fact, you're like, oh, there was something to that. And it's like, he's obviously quite good as well. All right. Let's start with the numbers thing. It sounded like it cost about $70 million and then made about 140. Yep. Right? All right, let's start with yeah. the numbers. I'm going to throw a movie oh, back at can, you. Can, sorry, just one last, and this is my f- best fact about the entire show. <laughs> the movie, sorry, the movie. The movie has a fictitious doll that the kid's trying to get, right? Turbo Man. Say in the right- Turbo voice. Man. <laughs> 200,000 of these dolls were actually made and sold at Walmart. Right. I wonder if- the, I'm going to look it up on eBay right now, see if we can- how much we could buy one for. Oh, yeah. 394 Canadian dollars for a limited time jingle all the way Turbo Man dollar. Which is the same of about three US dollars. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, there's two available. One's four hundred bucks, and the other one's five hundred dollars. Yeah. All right. Now that you've shit on, you know, movie royalty, what's your? Uh, what are you trumping me with? What if look, you've seen Jingle All the Way? What are you going to raise me with? Look, you know, I love Arnold. He's our guy. It's a good movie. I'm just not so quick to anoint it best after you know doing my research, <laughs> as they say in the modern day. Do your own research, son. All right. I'm going to throw some numbers at you first. Not that this is what I was looking at, but since you throw me some wonderful 70 million on 140 million numbers, how about this? Budget, $18 million. Box office, $476 million. Can you take a guess? If you Is this Die Hard? No. Die Hard's definitely one of my favorite Christmas movies, but it's not that. Um, give me, give me a, are we talking like 20, last 20 years? It's Home Alone. Oh, Home Alone. Yeah. Hey, you know, we've been looking for you two guys for a long time. Yeah. I remember, we're the Wet Bandits. Wet Bandits. I watched Home Alone today, dude. Phenomenal film. Right. I haven't watched it in, I don't know how long. Like if I said 10 years it might be 20. I don't really know the last time I watched it. That's how long it's been. And after sort of watching Jingle All the Way and being like, oh, maybe I just don't like 90s family Christmas movies as much as I may have used to. Mate, Home Alone. Yeah, it's as a really As soon good as you movie. crack it open, opening scene, the chaos in the house, the family's all running around and Joe Pesci shows up in the police uniform. He's scoping out the house trying to see if they're going on holiday or what the go is. You got Macaulay Culkin, little, what's his name in the show? Already? Kevin McAllister. Kevin, Kevin McAllister being a, being a little brat, being a little troublemaker. Um, I'm not going to like do the blow by blow, but mate, I forgot how good it was. Like I'm sitting there halfway through going, I should have watched this with the missus and I will again. I'll watch it twice in yeah. a week. Also you know? great movie for hotels. It makes a lot yeah. of hotels look good. Yeah, yeah, you definitely want to stay in a nice hotel when you watch that movie. <laughs> like, how much? When was the last time you watched it? Uh, I reckon a year ago, actually. Okay, I saw it because I went to someone's place. Um, no, actually, no, two years ago when I was here. Um, I went to someone's place and they had it on, and we were watching it. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot how good this this." Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna put Jingle All the Way up against actually good movies, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> right there that's not it is. fair that's not fair you have to put it up against this is a guy from austria all right you can't have him come up against you know real american christmas what movies. was his character's name harold or something yeah yeah <laughs> that's the long line of arnold schwarzenegger taking names that look nothing sound nothing nothing like him yeah <laughs> or sound nothing like someone like he looks he gets home, he takes off his jacket, and he's just this big buff dude in his shirt. I'm like, you're yeah. not Harold the Carpet Salesman from Minnesota. <laughs> home Alone, fan- yeah, it's a great, it's a really good, um, really good movie. Is Home Alone, uh, remind me, uh, Home Alone 2 is when he's in New York. 2 is in New York. The first one, they live in Chicago. The parents leave him at home when they fly to Paris in the morning for the Christmas holiday with the family. Uh. Is it They're the like, same two people, the two wet bandits in both? Yes, it is. Marv and Harry. So yeah, Pe- okay. Joe Pesci plays Harry and the other guy, Daniel 
Daniel Stern. Yeah, so it's both of them. They're the same villains. So obviously in the first one, they don't know them. Yeah, I forgot that they were called the Wet Bandits. And I like when they get caught at the end, the police are like, uh, so you left the tap running on in all the houses. Now we know <laughs> which ones you guys did or what. Like, there's, there's a lot of stuff in it, man. Yeah. Pesci was funny. It made me think of, I want to, did you ever watch My Cousin Vinny? I'm sure you did it. Something yeah, with right? um, Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei, yeah. And she Ralph won an Oscar Nashia. for that, didn't she? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. It's funny. Funny as. I, I, like, I want, after watching this, I want to rewatch that. Yeah. You know what else was a nice surprise? John Candy plays a cameo in this. Oh yeah, he's the uh He's no. the head of the, the poker the poker band. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, we're 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 like a pretty pretty full on pretty successful poker band. He's like, you know, Kevin's mum's like losing her mind trying to get home to find her kid and he's yeah. like trying to tell her about you know, we've we sold six hundred records that year. He's hilarious. Yeah. Like he's they, really funny. They made that movie for what did you say, eighteen million? Eighteen million, yeah. Wow. It really yeah. goes to show you Good movies make money because just the story is really good. And I guess just in terms of budget, right? Obviously, Pesci at this point, has he done Goodfellas yet? No, Goodfellas was 1992. So this was before Goodfellas. No, Goodfellas was 1990. So same year. Yeah, okay. Um, But the whole movie is shot in the house mostly, right? So probably not expensive set design. Oh, sorry. I keep thinking the second. The second probably cost him more. Yeah, possibly. Because that's all set in bu- different parts of New York. Yeah. So, yeah, cheap. Talk about bang for your buck, putting a few dollars in and then pulling out a mozza. But it also made me think, seeing John Candy, did you ever watch Uncle Buck? Yeah. That was a great fucking movie. And Macaulay Culkin's in that as well. He's the he's the nephew. Who are- who, uh, Dude, get- budget for Home Alone 2, $28 million, just a little bit more. Wow. Pulled in $359 million. Where that really kickstarts um that really kickstarts Macaulay Culkin's like domination of child stars, right? For for a good five year period. Was what are his I don't even know what his other movies were. Yeah. <laughs> he did Home Alone One, two, then he does Richie Rich, which was also I think mm-hmm. I remember watching that as a kid, but I, I I know that did pretty well. He won a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Actor in Richie Rich. Oh, he was nominated, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, the movie whatever did well. The hell a golden raspberry that's, is. That's yeah. also, I'm like, it's a bit harsh, man. The kid's whatever, seven years old. How are you giving yeah. a seven year old kid worst actor? Yeah, like relax. Yeah. Oh, he was in My Girl. Okay. And he won an MTV Movie Award for that. My Girl. That was the um, I forget it, but it's kind of sad, right? One of them dies. Yeah. Gets sick or some shit. What other? Do you wanna? Do you wanna know what the? Can like typically consider the top ten, top twenty Christmas movies are. Should we should we say our top few first? Yeah, I think so. And then I'll go through the list, the official, unofficial list. I have two, and that's it. Okay. And then I have two curiosities. Okay. I actually have one that I think is is in the same vein as Die Hard. You wouldn't be on your list, but I think is one of the best Christmas movies. Okay. All right, we'll do mine. We'll do then. We'll do yours. All right. Die Hard. Obviously, I don't think there's a conversation there. Yeah. Coming to America. Yep. It might not actually be set in Christmas, but there's something about a movie that you just end up watching every Christmas at the end of every. It's because it's winter in New York. That's why you yeah. watch it and you think it's Christmas. Yeah, I guess so. I guess we're not that smart. My curiosity one was, as a result of doing this homework, 
I need to watch or rewatch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I haven't watched that since mm-hmm. I was literally mm-hmm. a kid. I feel like that's got to be got to deserve to be up there. I just can't say it just yet. Mine, obviously, Die Hard's the one that everyone picks, and I'll pick that as well. Um, Elf. Oh yeah, the yep, yep. Will Ferrell movie is great. He's really good in that. Um, I also love. Have you ever seen? Um, so, uh, by the way, I'm going to say Love Actually. Don't like it. Which movie was that? That's like the. It's basically the movie that every Brit watches religiously over Christmas, and it's the one with. It's got like a bunch of people in it. It's got um, Hugh Hugh Grant. It's got Hugh Grant. It's got a bunch of people in it, and it's basically Liam like Neeson's. It's got like it's. It follows three or four different storylines, and it's all around okay. Christmas, and it's considered a, like a a great Christmas rom com. The problem is, I think it forgets the com part of the rom com. <laughs> what are the elements you look for in a Christmas movie? Because I'm even just looking at the poster from this movie, and it does not interest me at all. Yeah, no, like it has to be. It has to have the Christmas tropes. Like it has to look like Christmas first of all, mm-hmm. or it has to be set around Christmas. So, like you're coming to America, example. I don't think there's a lot of Christmas stuff in it, except for the fact that it's at winter. And it just feels very homey and Christmassy. The other one that I'll throw out there, Trading Places. Ah, William, where have you been? The party's already begun. I have some work to finish in the office, Mr. Duke. It's Christmas Eve and William wants to keep working, Mortimer. I'll think of you in Stockholm when I accept the Nobel Prize. The wager has two parts, as I recall. Something about a second party turning to crime. Yeah, that actually is set around. Uh, it's set Christmas. around Christmas in Philadelphia, uh, and it's it's first of all fantastic movie. Yeah, and it's set around Christmas, and it's just a really good sort of all round Christmas movie in that it's set at Christmas. It's in Philadelphia. It looks really nice. There's lots of Christmas stuff happening. There's Christmas parties as part of the movie. It's great. It's a really good movie for Chris- for like the holidays that I would recommend. I am I am watching that in the next week. Yeah, definitely. So it's actually a really good movie when you watch it again. The only part of it that doesn't hold up is the end, which I don't know if you remember. Dan Aykroyd and and Dan Aykroyd um, and Eddie Murphy come up with a caper on a train, which involves at some point Dan Aykroyd effectively in blackface, being a Jamaican guy, which doesn't age well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to be one of those people that says that's why you should strike the movie out. It's just, you know, at the time it was done for the time it was done. And so that that's kind of where I've come. That's my position on it. Uh, but yeah. Trading Places, great holiday movie. Does Arnie have any other movies that you could claim as a uh, Christmas movie? I think it's just Jingle All The Way. Hey, he, hit a, he hit a home run and just left the stadium. I like how Googling it, I find articles like from a couple of weeks ago on Game Rant, Arnold Schwarzenegger's divisive 90s Christmas comedy is a perfect holiday watch. Yeah. Despite negative reviews, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a delight in Jingle All The Way. But is that enough to get his hands on a if, Turbo Man action? Um, I'll say this. <laughs> if you're not divisive, you're not pushing the boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> i give you this. It's divisive. Maybe, maybe if I was in a different mood, I think you and I had had a drink or two and just come home. From wherever we were, it might yeah. not be the right time. Yeah. Oh, actually, can I can I put one other movie that I think is a great Christmas movie? 
Yeah. And actually could be one of my all time. It could actually be my favorite if I'm being genuinely honest. Right. Catch me if you can. Do you always work on Christmas Eve, Carl? I volunteered. Something with families could go home early. My, my suite at the Stuyvesant Arms, room 3113. And I'm for Las Vegas for the weekend. You think you're going to get me again? You're not going to Vegas. You're not in the Stuyvesant Arms. You didn't call just to apologize, did you? What do you mean? <laughs> you, you, you have no one else to call. <laughs> oh. I haven't watched that in forever. So Catch Me If You Can is a Christmas movie because at one point when uh, Tom Hanks's character is chasing DiCaprio, he, mm. he catches him on Christmas Eve. Are they like having a drink in a bar or something? Yeah, and he always calls him on Christmas Eve because yeah. he doesn't have anyone else to talk to. Yeah, right. And that and that's like a thread through the film. It's it is a great. It's definitely it should be in the Christmas film category. You know what? I, I'm going to watch that one as well for sure. Partially because it's a Christmas movie. Now that you remind me, but also I'm just realizing or re remembering Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio in film together. Yeah. If yeah. you read articles about that, there's people who like shit on the film because they're like Tom Hanks is hamming it up with his 1950s accent. Mm. But those people yeah, have right. no lives because it's yeah. a great movie. Yeah. And and it's like Leo before he starts to really kind of hit the stratosphere. Yeah. Okay. It's also got that. what's his name in it? Um uh, uh Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah, Christopher Walken's his dad. I yeah. remember that. Awesome, dude. Good timing on this. We're doing it like a week before Chrissy or five days. We've watched a little bit of Christmas movies. Now we have a good list. I think where we've gone with all of this, Ruben, is they need to either, and they being Hollywood, need to just stop making new Christmas movies or not expect us to care about them for 20 years because we have so much good old classics to look at. I don't care about any new Christmas movie that's come out. Like I was, look, I was streaming through... I was scrolling through the streamers the other day and there's all these Christmas movies and like none of them interest me. Like with such good quality out there, like why why would you watch a new Christmas movie? And all the ones that have come out, because I think Netflix uh, and some of the streaming services dine out on like cheap, like very cheap and, well, I, w- I was going to say cheap and cheerful, but mm. they lack the cheerful. Um, yeah. So cheap holiday films and- they're not very good, man. I remember yeah. I, we watched, my wife and I watched the Rob Lowe film that came out a couple of years ago. We watched it a couple of years ago. And it's got Rob Lowe and the girl from Sex and the City. Uh, and it's basically the premise is the girl's a, go, is like hotshot city girl that ends up going to Africa to like find herself. And Rob Lowe is an elephant trainer. It is objectively an awful film. Right. Which yeah. kind of is harsh because Rob Lowe is a very good looking man and he probably should be in better movies. Elephant trainer. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not not into it. We spend all year looking at new stuff, watching new stuff. I think Christmas is the time to sit back, relax and watch some of the classics and dine on some nostalgia. I think home alone, die hard, catch me if you can jingle all the way. Ribs. Good chatting to you, mate.
Mate, I hope Santa Claus leaves you some stuff under the tree. Yes, some good classic movies. All some right, good mate, classic films. All right, also, mate. Ruben, I almost forgot. This is our 50th episode. Oh, 50th anniversary. <laughs> 50 episodes, not 50 years. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's the anniversary, 50th anniversary of our first episode. We've been podcasting for 50 years, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> How we only uh, still got 10 listeners. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. All right, dude, I'll see you at episode 51, if not sooner. All right, mate. Talk to you later. Put that cookie down. <laughs> you should not drink and bake. <laughs> <laughs>